Okay, so the future of work. What to say about that? Oh my God. Oh my God. This is such a huge thing. Okay, so I have to say, I am working in the tech industry and I have worked in the tech industry for a long time. And I do know some other industries a little bit. I worked in sales. I worked as an insurance salesman. I worked as a telemarketer. One of those people that call you up and say, hey, do you want to switch to our company and uh, save a little bit of money every month? And basically, do you? <laughs> if you really want to do it, I think it's a pretty good idea if you do that, because we can save you money and you're going to get marginally better service on your phone. Do you want to do that? I did that. Uh, and it taught me a lot. I'm, I'm so glad I did because I, I learned so much about uh, sales. And uh, so I've had a little bit of a varied career already. I'm not that old. I'm 33 years old. So I've really only been in the working world for the last 14 or so years. I think I got my first job as doing some like a summer internship at where my dad worked in 2008 or nine, I think must've been 18 years old, 19 years old. It was during high school. So I have had some experience. What, but particularly in the tech industry where I work right now, how do I see work changing? Because basically the reason I want to talk about this is because I, I interact with a lot of people that are trying to break into the tech industry. And especially if you are a Scrimba student that a lot of people that follow me online are, you are probably doing Scrimba because you want to get your first job in tech. So you're learning how to code and all that. And people ask a lot, should we be worried about what's happening right now? And I've thought a lot about this. I basically spent the last year or so since the whole chat GPT and all of the AI hype started. I really started thinking about is what is the future that we are like going into going to be different from the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. And I do believe it's going to be different. And I have some opinions. I don't know if I'm right. I could be totally wrong, but I do have some opinions. And I think that things are going to change and they are already changing. What do I mean by that? At this point, everyone likes to say that no, jobs aren't going anywhere. You're not going to be replaced by AI. You're going to be replaced by a person who knows how to use AI, right? A developer that knows how to use AI, you're going to be replaced by that. And I think that's true, but we really need to go deep into that because that is, that is a very interesting thing to uncover because I think what people think is that, oh, okay, as long as I use AI, then I'll be fine, right? Maybe, but let me give you, let me give you a specific example, okay? Let's say that there is a company where there are usually in the tech industry, if you're working as a developer, which that's what I, that's the world I'm in. So if you're working as a developer, usually there are senior developers and junior developers, right? And if you're getting into the tech industry, Really, the only way to get into it is first become a junior developer, and then you get the experience, and then you, you are promoted to a senior developer. But what is the difference between a junior developer and a senior developer? I think at the end of the day, the senior developers are the people that have the experience enough to be able to be given some sort of a problem or a feature that they need to implement, and they have a pretty good idea 
of how to go about implementing it. Example. So if you're working on some sort of an application that your company develops and sells in the form of, a, let's say, a SaaS thing that companies will buy and they will pay a monthly something or a yearly fee to you for using that software. Now, that type of software usually has different parts of the software that you probably have a team working on a specific part of that software, right? In that team, usually there will be maybe, I don't know, three, four people working, right? Two developers, one designer, three developers, one designer, something like that, right? If you're part of a little bit of a larger team, there might be five, six, seven people working, but usually the teams nowadays are pretty small. Now, whereas before you would have a senior developer working with two junior developers, let's say, <clears throat> and saying, I'm a senior developer because I know how to implement this, but I need to be able to teach you, the junior developer, how to do things as well. But the junior developers go, oh, this new feature that we need to develop, I really don't have any idea of how to do it because I'm not, I don't have any experience. So I need the help of the senior developer to help me out to figure out what I need to do. But can I do the specific coding? Yes, I can code things. I know how to code things. I have a good grasp on that, but I need to be told exactly what to code. And so that work is done more by the senior developer, right? Because they have a pretty good idea of how the different things that the application does, and at this point it's a complex application, there's a lot of things going on. How do the different things work together? What are the kind of rabbit holes that you don't want to go down because we've tried it before, it didn't work. And so they're saying, this is how we do it. And this is what you should work on. Do it like this. So they specify the problem for you. And then they say, then go off and work on it by yourself. It's generally how this is done, right? The problem with AI is that whereas you needed junior developers to be able to do that work, AI is able to do it for the senior developers so fast because senior developers might be using something like Copilot or if you're using Replit, I think they have, they call it Ghostwriter or something like that. Whatever it is, it's basically as you're writing the code, the, the suggested co code is appearing before you. And it's a pretty good match because I've done this now myself and it it's so good that you can like it's 80 90 percent of the time it's pretty correct and some of the time you have to do some minor changes based on a couple of things right but you can go pretty fast that way and so i haven't calculated this but if i were to calculate i would say i myself and i don't know if i would call myself a senior developer but i have built things entirely by myself and i've pretty good idea of how to implement things, I would say at this point, even though I don't know if I would classify myself as a proper senior developer. But anyway, as I'm doing this, I can easily go three times faster than if I had written out everything by myself, or even faster than if I had to involve another person and give them the work and then do it that way. But the people that really do this all the time, like the senior developers, they are, some of them are probably, my best guess would be able to go five to 10 times faster. So you might've heard the term, the 10X engineer, the engineer that is 10 times more productive than the average engineer. In the age of AI, I think we're looking at that number 
increasing from 10 to possibly 100. And it, even if it just changes to 20 or 50, that's already a big jump. But I think we can look at 100 now. Because AI lets you, it's it's so effective. This is just one. The code, auto-completing the code is just one example of it. ChatGPT, for example, makes so many things that used to take me hours and days. It cuts it down to 10 minutes and 20 minutes sometimes, honestly. Uh, it's just so effective at that. And the more you learn it, the more you learn it, the the, the better it will get, right? A lot of these tools. And so essentially what you're looking at is not only that there are developers that are using AI, but it's, think about the global effects of this. Whereas a company that needed to have a technical team of 50 people can do the same amount of work with five people. That is what we're looking at now. The company that would have normally 200 people can do the same amount of work and be as productive with 50 people or even 20 people in some cases, because you're literally looking at one person being able to replace five people. This is how effective these tools already are, and they're just increasing in that way. So what does that mean for you if you're a junior developer? What that means is this. If you are hired by a company to do the work of turning a Figma design into HTML, CSS, and React code or JavaScript code, whatever framework you're using, you are not no longer needed because your job has been abstracted away almost entirely by AI. The senior developer, that knows enough of what you know can basically using their existing knowledge, right? Because the deeper you get into programming or anything, you realize how similar things are. So if you're deep into programming like 10, 20 years, it's not that hard for you to pick up a new language because all languages essentially are the same. And there are some differences that are, you understand, the big differences, right? Otherwise, it's the same, right? If you've programmed in JavaScript and Python, then you can pick up Ruby super fast because Ruby very much looks like Python and then the same kind of thing, right? So your ability to learn new things or the time it takes you to learn new things later on is just so much less than initially when everything is new to you. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that if you're looking at companies that can go from a size of 50 to five, being able to do the same and essentially make the same amount of money, will they do that? Obviously, because at the end of the day, the purpose of a company is to make as much money as they can with as little expenses, which will lead to the most profits. For smaller companies, bigger companies might have like uh, investors and all that. And then there's like stocks and everything, which then it's a little bit more complicated. But essentially what they want to do is they want to keep growing and they want to spend as little amount of money and make as much. And which company wouldn't want to have five developers when they don't need 50? No company. And I think 
what's happening right now with the layoffs that we're seeing. And unfortunately, what's going to continue happening is this type of thing where companies are realizing that there are entire divisions that can be abstracted away because of AI. And is that going to stop? No, obviously not. That's going to continue. So if you're new, if you're listening to this and you're getting scared, I understand. I am also scared. But I don't think that this is not the full story. This is one thing that is happening that unfortunately is going to make it more difficult for you to get a job, I think. So if you're trying to enter into the tech industry right now and you're a front-end developer, who knows, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, React, and maybe a couple of other things, but your job essentially is to take things that take decisions that other people make for you and implement that them by following certain rules and coding it out, right? You're not really, it's really not that difficult. If you really think about it, it's not like solving really difficult math equations, right? It's more or less like taking something pretty well-defined thing and implementing it into code. That is something that AI can do really well, better than me, actually, in many cases. Now, if there is a if there is a choice between hiring a new person like you and paying you $70,000, $20,000, $50,000, whatever it is, versus paying the senior developer a little bit more and giving them the tools so that they can do what you would do and do their existing work, what do you think the company is going to choose? I think it's pretty obvious, right? Can I be wrong about this? Yes, of course I can. I don't really, I don't work in the industry right now. I work as a teacher, but I, you, you don't have to be a genius to see this. These tools are available for us and I've been coding for a little while and I'm seeing how much more like the same type of project that took me three, four hours to complete before is just completed on in one hour now. And that if you, yeah. So anyway, I think I've spoken enough about this. So let me know. I see another person just joining. If you're, are you uh, afraid about this? Are you trying to get a job? I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, what I would do if I was in your case. But I think which, I think the flip side, there's another side to, there's another way to look at it. Yes, it is harder to get a job right now in tech because people are literally losing jobs. So obviously it's hard. Hey, hey, dude, I know you, Meli, it says. I can't remember your name right now, but we've talked before over Zoom. Really cool to see you from Australia. We're talking about the future of work and how things are really hard right now. And it's really hard to break into tech right now. Things have been really good for the last 10, 15 years. Things in tech have been like insanely good for a long time. And the salaries, there are people in tech that are making insane amounts of money, like working at companies. Usually this type of stuff happens in the US because that's where the salaries are like crazy. Everywhere else, Europe, it's pretty much like pretty set what you can make. And yeah, the senior developers make more, 
but not that much more. But I think we're about to see those things change because when you have good times, it's really easy to get money. It's really easy to go to investors and get money. You can pay your people more. The people can have a lot of fun, not do that much work, or but still get very much paid. All of that is starting to become more how it should be, I think. But yeah, let's get to the other side. I think I've talked enough about how it's really difficult to get a job and how AI is making the existing developers, the senior developers, so productive that you, the junior role, I don't, I think the junior role is going to change because of that. It has to. So I think more money will be made by the seniors, but the juniors are, it's going to be harder to get a job as a junior developer. That's what I'm thinking. Trusting AI is still not there in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. But the, what I'm, what I was talking about, I think you probably missed it is that if you're a senior developer working at a company and let's say that your company is at the size of, I don't know, five developers or something like that. If you equip everyone with AI and all of our, them are senior developers, they've been coding for a while. They know what they're doing. Even though AI is not great right now, it's good enough so that as you're coding and you have code autocomplete, basically, which I've tried now for some time, and it's not perfect, of course, but you have enough knowledge in with within your experience that you can very quickly figure out why the code is wrong. And usually it's just something that is very easy to fix on the fly. So the type of stuff that the junior developers would spend a lot of time on, like taking a Figma design and turning it into front-end code or with HTML, CSS, React, that can be done so well by AI now where the senior developer just needs to sit and do a little bit of minor adjustments and you're good to go. Uh, we're not there yet fully, yes, but we are going to be there pretty soon. It's already really good. I've tried this. Uh, that eliminates that. What is the junior developer going to do then? Because they don't have enough experience to be able to really figure out features on a higher, higher enough at a high enough level where they can really be useful at the level that the senior developers are. And most of their job is more or less something that is very recipe based, right? Take this, code this into this. It's very much you know what you're doing. So that's what I'm afraid about. And I feel like if you are in a position where you're looking for a job. I think you're going to have to look a little bit more beyond just the technical skills that you're going to get because AI is getting really that good. Okay. Now, what can you do? What can you do to make yourself more? Okay. I think you need to look a little bit past just a job because at the end of the day, you are you are acquiring these new technical skills in order to be able to monetize them in some way. So that you can earn enough money to pay your bills, right? Pay for your rent and mortgage, whatever you have and food and everything, right? Uh, that's why you get a job because that's the easiest way to do it because the, someone else took care of setting up all of that and making it profitable over years. And now you can go in and do one function of it and get paid for it, right? But you can think, even though... AI is going to make it harder for you to get in there. It's not impossible, obviously. It's going to be, you can, there are still plenty of jobs and, and there will be for a while, but that's where it's headed towards, right? But think about in your local community, what you can do with the existing skills that you have. And this is where, I, that's why I call this the future of work, because I feel like this is where I hope we're going towards. This is the type of future that I want to be a part of, at least, is that 
if I, I live in a city called Oslo, which is the capital of Norway, and there's about 600,000 ish people that live here, right? And the city itself, and then broader outskirts and everything, you include everyone, then it's about a million. And that's a pretty good sized city. A lot of people uh, live uh, in a city like that. But just where I live, I can find plumbers and uh, dentists and accountants and doctors and people that are running small businesses. And believe me, the people that really need uh, new innovative solutions and AI and all that are these people. And most companies are not really targeting them. And these people are, forget about <laughs> technology, these people are still using pen and paper for a lot of things, doing manually what can be done easily using code. And that's where I, I hope that is where the future work is going to go. Because believe me, with all of the technology that we currently have, I don't think we even have gotten to 1% of where we could be. Because I have worked with these businesses because I used to sell websites and for people. And you go in there and you look at, as a person who knows how to solve these problems using technology, you look at the inefficiencies they have, which is causing so much headache and stress for the business owners, usually that are overworked and they're just working so much and they need to handle everything by themselves. And they're always like thinking, oh my God, did I do that right? Did I like, and all so many things. And so much of it can be solved by technology. Now, I think this is an untapped market. And I think if you're a junior developer or you're just getting into tech, I think that while you're working, while you're still looking for that job, I think you should still look for that job. If you want that job, you should look for that job. But while you're doing that, I think, if you want to keep yourself busy and work on actual real projects, those are the people to go after. And you can be, okay, you were saying something, the comments, I could tell you four different use cases for software to develop in a small business that is not being served. You're, yeah, absolutely. There you go. So I'm totally with you. Can you please remind me of your name? I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. I remember your face. I remember your voice. I don't remember your name. Could you write it down in the chat? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for you and then I'm going to call you by that name because we had such a great uh, conversation, I remember, last year where we were actually talking about your business, I think, that you ran, right? Like a family business or something. Software is moving from a one, wondering, Meli, yes, okay, it is that, okay. And then I, then I, I thought it was just your screen name. Okay, perfect, Meli, it's good to uh, see you. From a wandering generality to being more meaningfully specific. Yes, so think about how we used to live like way back in tribes of 150 people you had your tribe and everyone like was known for something like that person is really good at making fire appear really fast right that's the person you want to go to and that person is like the grandmother she knows the stories from before right so story time that's her and i think even 200 years ago you were a plumber, you went to the best plumber and you serviced everyone in your area. And I feel like we've gotten so away for that, from that in the last 30 or so years, because I think we've, I think it's been, it's, we've gotten so much into the globalized world where there's one person or a couple of people in a company that have built this solution that like literally everyone is saying that's the best one to use everywhere in the world. And we don't have this thing where you want to get the best website done for your business from like plumbing, you go to Meli in uh, Sydney, Australia, let's say. And you 
for example, let's take you as a, as an example, you're a beginner developer, but you do know how to set up a website that looks good, design it and everything, and how to make a simple booking system, for example. So you know how to go in and make it so that people can look, I, so I can go in, I need a plumber, for example, and I'm like, I need to provide you some information. So you have some context on me. I go through a form that is nice to go through. I give you my contact information uh, and then I press a button and that is taken to some sort of email inbox or a spreadsheet or something. And then the person who's supposed to check that goes through that and calls me back, right? This whole process is done in a very manual way. And most companies don't really have a set process for it. So if you do that for that company, you are easily saving them hours every week. You're making it easy and you're saving them money at the end of the day, right? And you're saying, this is just one of the problems I can solve for you. What, what are the 10 most common questions you have or the hundred most common questions you have and you go through it with them, right? You write them all down and you say, give me all of the like things that people come to you for and let's write them down. And then you make, you, you hook it up to chat GPT, for example, and you make a little thing for the customers where do you want something answered really fast? You don't need to talk to me. I have written everything down. And you can just interact with this chat thing, which can literally tell you something like, what is the problem you're having right now? Or is it a leak that is this type of leak? Okay, you can fix it yourself, right? So rather than having a plumber over, you can, I'm just coming up with ideas here, but you can pay this company $10 and here's how you fix it using our expertise. This is just one thing that you could potentially do. So what I'm trying to say is that if you become, if you create a little company, a personal company that does this for plumbers or uh, carpenters or whoever it is, your local community, you don't need to get more than say 50 customers charging them, let's say, uh, what's a good number to charge? So you obviously charge them something upfront to make the first thing that's usually how it's done. And let's say that's $5,000 dollars, right? That's a pretty standard fee that people take, like a one person company takes to make money. You charge them that. And then you go, I'm going to set up things for you. I can set up automations for you. So every time you get a new customer, I can set up so you get a push notification on your phone. Now you don't need to go check your email to see what to do next. You get a push not notification right away. So you literally sit down with the person and say, tell me all the things that make you stressed out. Uh, I got to make sure that the invoices are sent out. I got to talk with, let, let's automate those things. That is something that a junior developer can do. And if you do this, not only don't you need, need a job anymore, but now you suddenly have, let's say, 10 customers that are paying you, let's say, $1,000. Now you have $10,000 a month which is a pretty good salary, right? You're not able to take all of that money home, but let's say that's just 10 people, 10 customers that like you so much, you're solving a problem for them. They, their customers are happy. 10 people, it only takes you 10 people charging them a thousand. And believe me, a lot of companies will pay you $1,000 if you can take care of these things. That's even on the lower end. Companies will pay a lot more than that. <laughs> you just have examples of that, but let's go 1,000 to be like conservative. You can even say $500. But you figure out the number that you need. So you go, okay, I need to get 30 customers paying me this much a month, plus the upfront fee that I take. And then I'm already making pretty good money. And now you're known in your little community as the person who solves these kind of problems. I hope that's the type of 
future we can go towards? Because what's happening here? What's happening here is that there is no multinational company located in a completely different part of the world that is making the software that you are using, paying them less amount of money, yes, but you have no personal connection with them. But here is Mele, for example, in, let's say, Sydney, Australia, who you can invite him for lunch or dinner. You know that he has a dog and you also have a dog and you hung out with each other. It's a more human solution, right? You can call him and you can talk to him like a human being. He's going to pick up the phone. If you call the multinational company, they don't care about you. So yeah, think of, yeah. So I hope that I know for a fact there are people in the world that are already doing this, that have customers and they sell the solutions. You can even, there are problems with this model as well. There is a lot of maintenance that people, basically a lot of people that get into client work, they end up getting out of it because there's so much headache, but there are ways I believe to standardize those things. So you, you know, exactly what you're building and you've built like one website that covers all of that. And you just modify it slightly to fit all of the different customers that you want to make it look nice. So it's different enough. So it's not like all of your 50 websites look exactly the same. But what I'm trying to say is that these are the type of problems that a junior developer can solve. And suddenly you've created the job for yourself where not only do you have one source of income, which is a lot of money, but coming from one person, from one company, say $100,000. If you lose that job, which people are losing all the time right now, there's layoffs happening. If you lose that job, you lose 100% of your income. If you lose a customer, you lose, you now don't have 30 customers, you have 29 customers, you lost $1,000. See? So it's a lot more, it's a, it's harder to build this, obviously, than a job, but it's also more robust. It's solid. It's based on your life. So if you want to work from a different country, if you want to take some time off, you can choose not to onboard more customers for the next month because you want to take some time off. You can do it for two months if you don't want to. So it's very much also supporting your life rather than you have to be at the office or you have to do these things even if you're working remote, because another person that kind of controls the company is saying that you have to. So I don't know, Meli is really liking this, I think. Web developers are still on WordPress and WooCommerce. Yeah, so that's, that's another thing that we can go into. I think WordPress is pretty cool. I've used it myself. What I hate is that people getting into this think that they need to know WordPress to do this, and that's 100% false. And it can even, oh my God, there's, I have so many things to say here, but like anything that is new, like WordPress was new at a certain point and it took over the world because it's like so convenient and easy. But anything that is new is usually very cool and people love it. And then it has 10 years of insane growth. And then it just is, it's being used for everything. Like literally even things that it shouldn't be used for. And it's just, oh my God. And then you start hating it. And so my thing with WordPress is that I don't really have that much of a problem with it, but uh, if you don't set it up and if you just put on so many plugins, it becomes impossible to use. It becomes so slow and it's really difficult to use. And you think that you can set it up and you, the customer can use it themselves, but that's almost never been the case with me because us as developers think that we can. So what I'm saying here, do 
don't think that you need to know WordPress to do it. In fact, I've made, I've actually made websites in just pure HTML and CSS, even no JavaScript, essentially no JavaScript, no backend, nothing, and sold it for $5,000 and business bought it because you don't need it. You don't need WordPress in every case because us as developers think that, and when they do they want to change it already? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So the thing is that you think okay, you as a, this is what I thought years ago when I was also into WordPress, I thought you have to learn WordPress. I learned it. It's not that hard to learn, but you think that you're going to set things up in this amazing way. And so basically in order for them to change something, which happens all the time, by the way, they don't need to contact you. They can just do it themselves by logging in. You set it up. You can show them that 10 times, but the reality is that the average person running a business in this world is, I'm 33. That person is 40, 50, 60, 70 something. Okay. That's just how it is. Like people that run businesses are usually older because they need to work in the industry for a couple of decades to get to that point. Right. The average boomer or Gen Xer is not into tech at all. They know how to use the phone. They, they know how to turn on Netflix and they know how to surf the web and do like email and stuff. That's it. So you can show them all you want, but they are literally sitting there just to make you happy when you're doing this demonstration. They are not going to remember anything. I'm telling you. So when they need something changed, like a little price thingy on a, like a little product and you're calling them and you're like, no, but I set it up for you. You can log in and you can change it yourself. Cause I said, no, they want you to change it. You set it up, right? <laughs> you change it and you do it now because we need it fast because we're, we're doing a, like a promo or whatever. We need that number change from this to that. So why set up WordPress in the first place? If you're going to go into the code and change that number and push it, it's literally going to take you a minute to do that. Go into VS Code, change, get push done. Is that really that taking much more time than you going into WordPress. It's probably taking more time because you got the whole thing set up, right? So why go through the trouble of setting up WordPress? If you need login and stuff like that, and if you need people to book something, you can build a booking app super easy. You can take my tutorial, do it in Firebase if you want. Because again, you're going to be the person who's going to do the technical stuff anyway. So you better prepare for that and you better just charge them money for it, right? So you just go, we got your business set up, but you're going to need these things. And we know that you're going to need these things. You just pay me. And that's what people want anyway. They don't want to do it themselves. They want you to do it. That's why they're paying you. So you charge for it and don't feel bad about it. And people are fine to pay $1,000, $2,000. Just remember that you got to get into their heads. If they're making a bunch of money, and chances are if they're buying a website off of you, they need to be doing quite well to be able to do that, justify something like that. Don't be afraid to ask for that money and asking for that money is so much more than just the technical ability that you're bringing on. It's just how they like you as a person. Do they trust you? Those kind of things. 